It's a Nintendo-filled week with February 8th's Nintendo Direct, three Nintendo 64 classics in gaming history, the games we're playing, and our games of the week. This is Very Average Gaming. Welcome, everybody, to episode 22 of Very Average Gaming. I'm Will Williams, and with me, my co-host every week, Joe Cotter. Hello, 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 everyone. Thanks for tuning in. So this week, we have this like really large Nintendo-themed week, only because there's been no real other news other than Nintendo came, came out with like a ton of stuff. So we figured we'd just gear the whole entire episode towards Nintendo for the most part. Other than, like, we're picking our games and stuff at the end of the episode. So, you know, they had their Nintendo Direct this week. And, like, even the games in gaming history that I've I've researched, like, they're all Nintendo. So Yeah, so, so basically, if you like Nintendo, this is the place for you. That's right. But to break away from Nintendo, let's first, we'll start off like we do every week. And we'll talk about episode four of The Last of Us. I, unfortunately, didn't get a chance to watch it this week because my house is full of sick people. So I'm going to leave this one to Joe here and we'll go from there. It was a great episode. You know, you kind of, it started off slow, you know, with the story building and stuff like that. But it was pretty cool to see the two of them bonding more and and things like that. She kind of had the little book that she kept with her. If you play the, if you play the game, you kind of know what I'm talking about. She has this like little pun book and she kind of hits him with uh, puns and stuff through the episode. And you, she's trying to break through his shell and stuff like that. And it's it's pretty cool how you can kind of see them starting to mesh together and become closer, even though Joel is kind of like trying to stay guarded because of what happened to his daughter 20 years ago and stuff. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want to have that uh, relationship knowing that there's a chance he's going to lose it again. Yeah. And, and he, I think with what happened to Tess, I think that just made him more guarded. Oh, definitely. Yeah, no, but it was pretty good. There was a little more action in this episode than three. A three was kind of a slow one, but it was story building and stuff like that. This one, they kind of got more into the action and stuff like that. There was a little more things introduced into how the episode was going and stuff like that. They introduced a, a new faction, stuff like that. So, I mean, with that, we'll get right into our Nintendo stuff. So Nintendo had the Direct this week on February 8th, and for the most part, they covered a lot of games and stuff that people have been wanting to see release dates for, and I mean, the biggest one at the end of the show was obviously Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, but pretty much it started with Pikmin 4, and it's the first major Pikmin game coming out on the Nintendo Switch, so it's really a big deal, and it looks really cool. Like, I've never been a real big Pikmin fan, but it looks really interesting and obviously, with the Switch, it's going to be a little bit more modern. I mean, they remastered number three for the Switch. Yeah. They ported it over from the Wii U. And so I'm looking forward to that. They came out. There's a game called Samba de Amigo, which is releasing this summer, which looks pretty cool. It's like a it's like a rhythm game with, like, maracas. And it looks like you have to use the Joy-Cons as maracas, which I oh. think is pretty cool. Like the the uh, DLC of Dead Cells Return to Castlevania is scheduled to release on March 6th. This is a long-awaited 
not long awaited. I guess they just announced it the last time they had a big thing, but it looks really cool. If you like Dead Cells, it's like turning it into Castlevania, and Castlevania obviously is one of the biggest platformer type games for the Nintendo. Yeah. The Bayonetta or- Origins is coming out, which basically tells the story on how Bayonetta kind of started. But it's not like a Bayonetta game. It plays differently, more like an RPG instead of a action shooter. Mickey Illusion Island is a Mickey game. Basically, it's up to four players can play. You have to use different characters who have different abilities to unlock all like the, the stuff in the levels. It, it kind of plays, looks like the new Super Mario Brothers, where you can have four people playing at the same time, which is pretty cool. So I think that's going to be something that me and my kids will play. They released the Etrian Odyssey collection, which comes out June 1st. Anyone who's ever played Etrian Odyssey, it's like the original pain-in-the-ass RPG. So basically, it's an RPG. a lot of them. Well, no, this, this is like, it's tough because you don't even have a map. Like you, okay. you had to, initially in the original games, you had to like go on, like there's a map screen. And you have to build your map as you went through the level on your own like so like if you went through a space it wasn't like it appeared on the map you'd have to go in and like say this space and put a treasure chest if it was a treasure so every time you would go through the dungeon you'd have your maps that you have written up and built yourself okay so it like very very time consuming so the collection consists of the first three games one two and three you could get it as a full collection or you can also buy them all individually which is pretty cool and that's supposed to come out june 1st i know they're up for pre-order already the big game i think one of the bigger announcements was advanced wars 1 and 2 reboot is now has a release date of april 21st and this game is a tactical rpg which is from the game boy advance days and it's a lot of fun and it was supposed to come out in 2022 but they pushed it back because of the whole war with ukraine like Nintendo didn't want to be insensitive with it's basically a game of I guess like war. Okay. So, so they pushed it I back. Mean, I mean it kind of makes sense. Yeah, it does. You know, at the time it did. So they pushed it back. They got a release date of April twenty first. This is a game that a lot of people have been really looking forward to. I mean, I've had this pre ordered for over a year now, so I'm looking forward to it. They came out with Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe, which comes out actually next week and two weeks. And they were highlighting the Magalore epilogue, which is a whole new like story part to the game, which takes place of uh, this character Magalore, and you have to like unlock all his abilities to further through. That it's a twenty-level story, I guess. The epilogue, so obviously, so it's probably before Dreamland. The one of the biggest announcements, though, was the announcement that Game Boy games and Game Boy Advance games are coming on the Nintendo Switch Online. This is that's going to be a huge library. Yeah, you know, and they, they listed a handful that, that are coming out, like, as of nat right now. And uh-huh. I'm hoping it grows. I'm hoping they bring GameCube games to the, or 64, N64 games, too, would be cool. I mean, they did bring GoldenEye. So, but, like, better games. But this is a start. I'm really looking forward to this. The Game Boy games, and maybe not so much. Some of the ones are, like, they're outdated, like Mario, Six Golden Coins, Tetris, but the Game Boy Advance games are, like, really good ones. So I'm looking forward to booting this up and giving it a try. I haven't touched my Switch in a while, so this gives me a reason to do it. They also announced Metroid Prime Remastered, which is actually already available digitally, and you can get it physically on the 22nd. And this is, everyone's excited, because this is, like, the step in the direction for Metroid Prime 4. Hey, everyone's waiting on Metroid Prime 4, and they just keep, like, 
not giving delaying a release date. It. That or they're delaying it. And yeah, well, I mean, they've been talking about it for years. So this is a, everyone keeps thinking like maybe they're going to do this one and they'll re-release number two and then number three and then it'll lead up to the release of number four. So we'll see. Master Detective Archives Rain Code comes out June 30th. This looks like a very interesting game. You play as a detective that has special like abilities that you can like see crime scenes, like look back on crime scenes in your mind. And you have to use these abilities to try and solve crimes that are going on in this town. Like you, like when you interview people, like the audibility of their answers will change based on if they're telling you the truth or lying. There's a lot of little like niche things like that in it. And it looks like a really interesting, cool game that I, I think I might want to try and give it a try. Baton Kados 1 and 2 Remastered, which are two GameCube games that's coming out this summer. Professor Layton and the New World of Steam, which is, was a teaser. They kind of just teased that a new Professor Layton game is coming out. And if anybody has ever played a Professor Layton game, it's just kind of a game that you have to solve like logic puzzles, like riddles. And it's a lot of fun. I have like the entire Professor Layton collection on the 3DS and the DS. And they're, they're a lot of fun. So I'm really looking forward to them bringing back this character because the last Layton game was with his, I want to say, niece. And it made it seem like they were breaking away from Professor Layton himself. So it's nice to see that they're bringing him back. Mario Kart DLC Wave 4 is coming out with four new tracks, and they're making Birdo a playable character. Really? That's awesome. Yeah, so... My kids are gonna be really into that. Like they, when the new waves come out, they like they'll play Mario Kart for like two straight weeks and just like play the courses and stuff, and then they they yeah. give up on it. Good to see the Super Mario Brother two characters get some love. <laughs> yeah, right. Mega Man Battle Network comes out this this year. Tales of Symphonia comes out this year, and one of the games that I, I wanted to highlight was Fantasy Life: The Girl Who Steals Time. Now, Fantasy Life was a game originally on the 3DS. And it was one of these like simple RPG type games that was a joy to play. Like basically you take control of a character and like there's like 10 different jobs and different classes and you can switch in and out of them whenever you want. But it's like real simple to level them up. So like if you wanted to be like the warrior, you would go out and if you hunted monsters as you killed monsters, you would gain level up the warrior. And by leveling him up, it allowed you to get to different access points. So like you had to kind of like level up all of the classes to a point where you can access the whole game. But it was like very easy. It wasn't like a, an in-depth, super hard RPG. It was kind of like a very friendly, simplistic RPG, which made it fun to play. And I could say that I probably dumped close to 100 hours into Fantasy Life when I was on the train. Nice. So I'm really looking forward to Fantasy Life, The Girl Who Steals Time. I was actually talking to people on Twitter about this, like... They were playing some one of the older RPGs on the 3DS, and I was like, oh, I wish they would come out with a fantasy life for Nintendo Switch. And sure enough, this Direct, they they announced that they are. So I'm really excited for this. Once it becomes available that I could get a physical copy, I'm going to pre-order it. But they didn't have a release date. They just said 2023. So, I mean, it could be any time. And that leaves us to the final part of this Direct, as long-winded as this Direct was. And that was The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which comes out May 12th. One you're definitely waiting for. And this game looks amazing. Like, I enjoyed The the Last Legend of Zelda. Well, which one's your favorite, Majora's Mask? No, my favorite is either... Or, o- or Ocarina. 
Ocarina of Time or A Link to the Past for the Super Nintendo. One of those two, I can interchange them depending on how I'm feeling. Do I want to play the 3D platformer or the 2D? But the Breath of the Wild was a really good game. It was a little too big for me. Like, I, I, I mean, too big is never, if you're really into Zelda, like, too big is never too big. But, like, I never had a chance to even come close to completing it because of how big it was. But it was an amazing game. I really wish that they uh, would fix the whole, not fix it, but change the whole concept of your weapons breaking. Yeah. It became a pain in the ass, so to speak, Mm -hmm. you know, because you would be in the middle of a battle. And if you ran out of weapons, you were like kind of like out of luck. Mm -hmm. But the, 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 oh, man, the story looks like it's going to be a lot of awesome. I, the graphics look amazing for the Switch. I hope it runs well. I'm sure it will because it's made by Nintendo for Nintendo. So usually their games don't have any issues with running on their, you know, their hardware. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to it. They announced the special edition that's coming out. And can you believe that it's already been sold out everywhere and scalped on eBay for four or $500 a clip? Nope, not at all. It's pathetic. You know, I ha- but but the thing is, is as pathetic as it is, people will still buy it. That's what it is. That's the problem. And, people, and, people and as long as it. and as long as people keep buying it, they're going to keep doing it. Well, that's right. You know, as long as people keep paying those exorbitant prices, people are going to scalp everything and anything. And it's oh. a shame. You know, I, I'm in a bunch of groups on like Facebook and mm-hmm. and stuff where they, we talk about games and even the oh. amount of people on there who like. Literally, I guess, are home all day. I guess they work from home. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're content creators. Who the heck knows? Who literally like were like bragging about how they got like four copies of it at four different stores and how they're going to sell three of them. And, and it's like sad. It's like you're in this group of people who are collecting and you're all out there to try to make a quick buck. I mean, it's one thing to buy a game and when you hold on to it for a while, if it goes up in value and you want to sell it to make some money. Okay, I get that. But these people who like literally like just buy it to flip it, like it kind of killed the whole collecting and physical. That's why I'm going retro. I'm starting to collect my retro games. It's not even that. It's like the the perfect example is like over the last couple of years trying to find the next gen consoles. You got bots out there freaking grabbing them up before anybody can buy them. Yeah, unless you are lucky enough to find them in store. Which is yeah. also why this the store started doing things like like GameStop started saying you need to be a pro member. Because it prevented, because, you know, you're not going to, and it's limit one. So these people aren't going to spend money monthly or yearly. And even GameStop, or not GameStop, Best Buy started, you had to be like that total tech member to be able to access some of the, and now the consoles are available. Yeah, yeah there you go. I'm a, I'm a GameStop member. So well, I, I, I had to be a total tech member to get my computer fixed for less money <laughs> than, it, than it would have cost me to not have. It would have cost have more it. to not have it, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, but they announced the special edition. And, and the problem is that the special edition for the first one, Breath of the Wild, when it came out, not a lot of people had switches. So I was able to get the Master Sword edition, especially because back then I was like heavily collecting the Switch. I've, I've kind of stopped and kind of like going, I've only been buying games now that I like or enjoy or going to play. So like that has gone up. I think I paid like 80 bucks for it or 90 bucks when it came out. And it's now like you go on eBay, like, you get you could you have to get sell it for like four or five hundred bucks, so that's why these people are like running out to buy this stupid thing, and it's not even worth it. Like you get a book and some pins and stuff, so it's not even worth the hundred and twenty dollar price tag. But the game looks amazing, and I'm really looking forward to the game. I can't wait. So we'll see, you know. But that was pretty much the direct. 
if I had to give it a grade as a Nintendo fan, I would give it like a, a B plus. Mm-hmm. I think there were a couple of games that people were really hoping for that they yeah. didn't even bring up or announce. But for the most part, there was enough content in there to keep you excited for this year. And there was enough new games that I thought were... I mean, I didn't even mention all the games. There were more games, but they were touched upon so briefly with just like a release date, it wasn't worth mentioning. Yeah, um, I mean... So, you know, I give it a B plus. I they, they, they went over to Legend of Zelda. They went over Fantasy Life for me, which I was really happy. Their Metroid Prime Remastered was a drop that I don't think anyone expected. The Game Boy games and Game Boy Advance games right there just alone are just make it value even more on the Switch Online. So I, I think it was a pretty good direct. I mean, yeah, I hope... I mean... God. Most of the games that I saw, I mean, to see the, how how graphically far we've come, I mean, every game that they, they displayed was beautiful. Yeah, and the crazy thing about it is, like, the Switch is the weakest console, like, in terms of hardware. Yeah. So, like, uh, it just well, makes you think, like, what these people are going to be able to do with the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox X when they have, like, full reign of what it can handle. Well, I think this whole, gra- I think this whole graphic debacle hardware issue with the Switch has taught Nintendo a lot, and I think their next console is going to be well-prepared for whatever's coming. I hope so. I mean, I I think that Nintendo was smart. Like, see, like, they came out with the Wii U, which bombed. It was like a failure of a console, even though I I loved the Wii U. And it was a prototype for the Switch, because if you really think about it, the Wii U was a console, and you had the, 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 the gamepad, which was wireless, but you uh-huh. needed to have the console within, like, let's say, 90 feet. Which is cool because you could be in another room and still play it as long as the console was on. And I think it was the prototype for the Switch because they knew portability was what people wanted. So they came out with the Switch and it was a game changer. I mean, you have to think it's outsold. I mean, granted, it was more available, but it outsold the other two consoles probably combined. You know, and it's only because you and can it's play Nintendo's a portable. probably the least selling console. What? The, the Switch? Yeah, the, the Wii U. Oh, the Wii U is the early selling console, 100%. I'm talking about the Switch. The Switch is like outsold the, the Xbox series and the uh, PS5. Yeah, it probably, when they did the Wii U, it was probably one of those things where it's like, because I mean, it looked like a tablet, basically. Yeah, it was. So they probably said, okay, let's run an experiment. Let's, it, it probably wasn't very costly to make. Let's run this out, see how it does, see what the demand for it is, and then we'll go from there. And, you know, like I said, they're probably going to, they, they learned from it, and then that's how you ended up with the Switch. Mm-hmm. With the next console, I think with the whole hardware issue, I think that's really going to show them what they need to do going forward. Yeah, definitely. So, so I think they'll improve upon the design for their next gen, which, I mean, we're, we're talking three, four years out, but I mean... Yeah, well, I mean, it depends on who you talk to. Some people think that it's actually going to be like a lot sooner than three or four years out for the Switch. They're, they're, they're projecting they're projecting the next gen consoles somewhere around twenty six to twenty eight. Yeah, yeah, but this but Nintendo might be a little sooner because theirs really isn't next gen. It depends on what kind of a system they come out with. That's true too, and, and, and you know how much they want to try to take even more of a cut from the other two. You know, I I, th- I think that they're going to stick with the... I like the cartridge aspect. I, 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 the discs are cool, but the cartridge, like, I think it brought it back to, like, the nostalgia of having an old NES. <coughs> and I think a lot of people no, like that. 
Not only that, but I, I, I see discs going away soon. Yeah, because everything's being streamed digitally. It's it, it's not not even that. It's just it, discs, you know, they're getting to the point where they don't hold enough data. That's true. So I think they're going to try. There, some something soon's going to come out. Just like you know, we had you know we had you know cassettes replace a track. We had you know a track you know or, or then we had CDs replace that, and and then we had you know going forward. It's just the next thing is going to be coming out soon to yeah. replace whatever discs are. That's true. You know. So we'll have to see. I hope that they their next hardware is a little stronger. I mean, it has to be stronger, obviously. But Absolutely. Nintendo is one of those companies where they know they don't have to. And that's the problem. See, like, they knew they didn't have to have a console that was stronger than the PS5 or the Xbox because they have all these in-house games that their fans are just going to buy. You know, like, let's be honest. Like, Mario and... and between Mario and Smash Brothers and Mario Kart and Kirby and Donkey Kong, like you could, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. Yes, but I do think that out of the three, the big three, they do care about the quality of the gaming experience more than Xbox. Or, oh, definitely. Microsoft and Sony. And they're actually getting a lot of negative feedback about the lagging and the stuttering and the stuff because of the limits of their hardware. So I think they're going to take a lot of that into effect moving forward. That's true. You know, I hope what they do is they come out with a system kind of similar to the Switch. I, I hope it stays portable, and I hope that you could still dock it because I think that's the coolest thing. But I hope that when you yeah. like when you have it in docked mode, it's more powerful. That would be the coolest aspect. If they could figure out a way to do that, like it can run on like the dock itself, like supercharges the console somehow. I don't know. Would be cool. It would be pretty cool, right? And you could just pop it out and play it portable, but it'll have like a lesser ability. So like you, you might get a little lag, or you can only do it in 720p or maybe 1080p versus 4K. You know, we'll see. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping, you know, we'll see what it comes out. I'm hoping for the best. I enjoy all their games. So they, yeah, I mean, they t they do tend to listen to their community more than the other two. Well, yeah. So, and so you know, hopefully they take everything with a grain of salt and upgrade accordingly. And you have to think that most of the games that have a lot of lag aren't Nintendo games. It's more the third-party people. Yeah. You know, the, like... The big the big AAA games. Yeah. You know, whereas, like, the games that Nintendo makes, like, like Super Mario Odyssey doesn't lag at all. You know, and that's a, that's a beautiful, gorgeous, huge game. Even Breath of the Wild didn't really lag at all. So, I mean, I think this Tears of the Kingdom is going to be a big test to see how the hardware handles a game that's going to be this massive... So we'll have to see. Yeah, but if they accept that exclusivity or if they accept that exclusivity deal for Call of Duty, that game is taxing on the system. So that, they're going to need they're go, if they accept that deal, they're going to have to upgrade their system of to course. make that game cuz cuz that's what Call of Duty's known to be a first person shooter that runs at 60 frames a second. They're going to need you know a, a system powerful enough to be able to do that consistently. Well, it, it makes me think that maybe the, the exclusivity deal really isn't going to be like, maybe they had talks. They're saying, look, we're not going to create something that can play the call of duty game, but we're going to come out with a system or a way for you to handle Warzone. You know, give us, let us, let us have Warzone for 10 years because they, you could play apex. I feel, I believe you could play apex Warzone's legends on the switch. Warzone's even more taxing on the, on the system. Yeah, I guess. Because War, Warzone's huge. That's true. 
Warzone's huge, and you have, you know, depending, you know, depending on the lobby you're in, you can have. Well, I mean, they would probably limit it for the Switch, but you know, on on like the Xbox, uh, you know, the high end Xbox or the what's the what's the high end PS5 right now? The the but there's only one. Yeah, or isn't there like the the highest end one though? Like no, the, the memory there's one the that product? has okay, there's but, one that has a disc drive and one that doesn't. Okay, so the so the PlayStation Five, you know, and, and like high end computers, they can have ninety to one hundred and twenty people in a lobby. Okay, yeah, Switch isn't going to be able to run that. No, 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 no. That's true. That's what I mean. If they go into that, they're going to need something powerful enough to be able to play on that. Especially Warzone. Warzone's huge, so they're going to need something to run it smoothly. All right, so we'll have to see. That's I mean, that's that's down the road. So you know, that's mm-hmm. that's in the future. So leaving the future behind. Now we're going to go back to the past. All right, so gaming history this week, there were three big titles that have released that were released this week in gaming history. All three happen to be big Nintendo titles. All three happen to be on the Nintendo 64. And all, all three... three ha- go ahead. Go ahead, sorry. No, that's okay. And all three are at least 22 years old. <laughs> and I was going to say, all three happen to be personal favorites of ours. Yeah, well, yeah. And it makes me feel very old. Like, very, very old. All right, so the first game, which is now 26 years old. So last year was his 25th anniversary. It was Mario Kart 64, and that came out in 1997. This guy, what, I, there's not, you can't say anything about this game. I mean, it, it's the one game that pretty much created the Mario Kart that we have today. It's in our top 10 racing games of all time. So, uh, I mean, I've spent countless hours playing this this game. The, tr- the tracks were amazing. The Battle Royale system was amazing. Yeah, Battle Royale was fun. And, and just the, the you know having eight character what was it eight eight or ten characters? I believe I don't know how many ten. they started. I want to think it's it might ten. have been ten. I can't even uh, you know the big the big players. Yeah, I'm trying. It's, it's either eight. or I'm pretty sure it's ten. But I mean, back then, ten players to choose from. That's a, that's a big deal. It was, you know, and it so, was a lot of fun. I'm gonna look it up. I think it's ten. Uh, oh, let's see. Eight playable characters. Eight player, okay. Yeah, so like it, it was Mario, Luigi, Peach, Toad, Yoshi, DK, Wario, and Bowser. So, and they've all carried over from there. I mean, obviously they all have their own games and their IPs. <laughs> so, but yeah, it, that's, it was such a fun game. And back then, I mean, I remember like getting competitive. And then like once people learned how to do the skid boost... Then like oh, people, that's when you, that's what made you better or worse than the next player. If you can handle doing that bet, like the best. Learning I used, the shortcuts. Yeah, learning the shortcuts. But I used to love playing the battle with the balloons. I would sit there on that block level and I would sit in the middle piece of the block and just do donuts and just wait for people to try to hit me with turtle shells. <laughs> what was your, what, who was your character? Who was your go-to character? In that game, my go-to character was Wario. Wario? Yeah, I was I was a Wario guy. I liked his, oh. his he had enough weight that he didn't get like you had enough time to hit the break when you hit a banana peel, but he was also faster than like Bowser and DK. What about my you? My go-to my go-to was Toad. Yeah, most people like Toad, only cuz he's his acceleration and then once you get the boost going, forget it. I was never really good at doing the the skid boost back then. Now I've come a lot better at it, especially with I, the I, Switch version. Yeah, I was. Yeah, you know, and if you mastered that, you oh my god, you you dominate the, the V the the V slide or whatever it was called. Yeah, you had to wait till the V turned red, and then you got the boost. And then you know, and if you if you figured that out, you dominated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but it, it was so much fun. We we played yeah, that a ton. 
I remember I would sit there and and time and and do time trials on Mario Raceway over and over and over and yeah. over just to try and get the you know personal bests and stuff. And then you look at the, like the like the world records on those tracks and it's like insane. Yeah, but you if you look at the world records that they do now, it's like glitches and well, no, not speed. Know. That's speed running. The racing games is different. Racing games is just speed trial. Mm-hmm. because like obviously like if you're going to do like a, a speed run through like the legend of zelda or something or even mario like the original mario yeah it's it's all based off of glitches and you know if, oh, if i jump at this spot this location and it's all done emulated on the on the P- pc it's not done with the nes console mm-hmm. you know which i feel all speed runs should be on the original hardware and, and 64 console well it's I mean, but i'm saying like you know depending on the, the console yeah <laughs> you know so the second game is Mario Party, the original Mario Party, which came out 24 years ago. And we could just rename this game Will versus Everyone Else. Pretty much. <laughs> it, was, it was Button Masher Bill versus, you know, three other players, and he would, and he would still win. And we, we would play this game for, like, endless amount of hours. Yes. Oh, my God. Like, just... But, uh, to the point where we would get blisters in our palm from spinning the joystick. Spinning the joystick, tapping the button. Like, this is the original minigame type of game. and I still say the original Mario Party is the best one. Yeah, I, I agree. Mario Party 1 is what started it all. It was so much fun. And it was just one of those games where you just had a lot of fun with the group of people. And if you got a good group of people to play with... You could literally play over and over and over again and just have so much fun. Yes. The reason why I say one's the best is I think after one, they really tried to overcomplicate things and make it way more than it needed to be. The first one was just simple. That's true. I That's what made it so great. You, the, had, great, you had great mini games. You know, the maps were easy to navigate and everything. You had your dice roll. You would collect whatever you could, and, and it, after that, they added all these, like, secondary things, and it's just, it just got way more complicated than it needed to be. Yeah, like special dice, different items. Mm-hmm. I gotta say that the newest one, Mario Party 8, for the Switch, mm-hmm. is a lot of fun, and it, it makes me, like, reminisce, because, like, I'll play against my kids. And they kick your butt? No, 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 no. I, I let them win, but when Emerson decides to, like, get really competitive, I put her in her place. Cause like they're they're at that age where like they can win sometimes, but for the most uh-huh. part, I'm still better. I'm like it's like right th- within a year or two, they're gonna surpass me. And, and and the best is when she gets that look on her face, the competitive look on her face. And we'll play that game, and it, it's she just gets so into it, and she's like, she gets so attitudey, and like when I win, and I'm like, oh, you know, and I'll just I'll put it to switch, and then other games I'll, I'll like I'll I'll let them win, and she's like, you have to let me win this time, you have to let me win. And I, and I laugh, but, oh, man, I, I remember the good old days of playing Mario Party when we were yeah. all in high school, right? Yeah, high school. Oh, my God. <laughs> 99 was high school. We were freshman in high school Mario Party came out. 99. Yeah. Yeah. How sad. Yeah. It, that's crazy as that, right? And last but not least in we'll have gaming. to date ourselves. Yeah, yeah right? Paper Mario oh. came out 22 years ago, the original Paper Mario on the Nintendo 64. And, I mean, Paper Mario was was great. I mean, it, it finally, like, took along the RPG aspect of Mario from Super Mario RPG to Super Nintendo and kind of made it more of a modern feel. They've come out with many sequels since, and all of them are a lot of fun. 
you know, with the latest one on the Switch, Origami. But, you know, I, I wasn't big into those games back then. Like, I was more into either multiplayer games, sports games, and RPGs. And yeah, and we kind of grew in, we kind of grew to like those games, you know, like Mar- back back when the 64 came out, it was Zelda Mario 64. And then like everything else was either multiplayer or I played on the PlayStation 2. You know, so I didn't really I didn't deep dive Mario Paper Mario till I was much older and then I could appreciate the game. But, I mean, that's pretty much it. Those three games, you know, they're big. I mean, we're going to probably have a lot of Nintendo 64 games on this list this year because, I mean, it's in that cusp of 20-something years ago. Obviously, that's when it came out. So, but sticking with the Nintendo theme for today, we're going to have some fun. So, I decided we're going to play this little bit of a game, right? So, I took three, like, kind of secondary IPs from Nintendo, and Uh we're going to discuss... If you had to remove one of them completely from the Nintendo universe, so like they're not in any games, whether it be Mario Kart, Mario Party, Smash Brothers, if you had to eliminate one of them completely from the the Nintendo universe, which one would you choose? And the three I I thought of that have a lot of games behind them were Donkey Kong, Kirby, or Star Fox. So, I mean, if you had to get rid of one of those forever... Which one? Which one do you? Which one do you choose? For me, I would probably get rid of Kirby. Okay. Reason? Just I I don't know. Just I just I, I had more fun playing the other games. I feel like although he has other titles, I feel like over the years he has the smallest footprint. Okay. Compared to like I I feel like Donkey Kong and Star Star Fox stood out more. Yeah, I could see that. So. So I feel like, you know, Kirby, while he does have, you know, a few title under titles under his belt, he's a popular character to play in Smash. I feel the other two are just, you know, too big to kind of get rid of. All right. If, out of the, these three, the one that I would choose to remove completely from the universe is, is Star Fox. And it's not that I didn't like the Star Fox games. I, I did. They were pretty good. But I think Donkey Kong is a staple because Donkey Kong... And Mario go like way back, like they go back to the game Donkey Kong. If it wasn't for if it wasn't for Donkey Kong, there wouldn't be Mario. You know when he was called Jumpman instead of Mario. Mm-hmm. You know Kirby. I truly love Kirby games. I've played Kirby since the Game Boy when he first came out with Kirby's Dreamland on the Game Boy. And the last one, Forgotten Isle, is one of the greatest was was one of the greatest games of last year. However, the biggest reason why I think Star Fox should be removed completely is because I really think it would throw the giant wrench in Danny's 64-man Smash Brother tournaments. Because <laughs> if Star Fox is not in oh Smash Brothers, we would have to reconfigure this whole thing for who's the best character. Because we'd according to, to his his thousands upon give, thousands of tournaments run, Star Fox get, at level 9. <laughs> we'd, have, we'd have to give Danny a call and run some tournaments. <laughs> but... I find that Star Dan, Fox. We need, Dan, we need, we need an analysis done. Get on it. I find that Star Fox is one of those that Nintendo overlooks. They came out with the original on the Super Nintendo. Awesome game. It was way beyond its time. Mm-hmm. Star Fox 64 came out. Awesome game. Way beyond its time. One of my top three favorite titles on, on the 64. Yeah. 
We haven't had one since. Right? I don't, I don't believe there was one on the GameCube. There was definitely... Oh, oh, there may... They may have brought one back on the Wii U. But the, the last rendition of Star Fox was Star Fox added onto Battle Atlas, which is like a, a, a wing fighter game for the Switch that had these little figures and stuff, and Fox McCloud is one of them. But it's just Fox. It's not the whole cast of characters. No, it's not, it's not Slippy. And... and I'm surprised that they never... Other than Falco, they never really used the other characters in anything. You know, like they're not in anything. Yeah, Peppa, Pe- what's Pe- Peppa? Peppa and, uh, and, yeah, Peppy, and, and Peppy. Slippy. Peppy, Peppy and Slippy. Yep. You know, but they brought Wolf in to, to Smash Brothers. You know, so that's my take on it. I, I think that IP, like, I think Nintendo could do so much with that, and they don't. They just leave it on the wayside. I think Kirby's too much of a fan favorite, especially amongst young kids. Oh, and- yeah, that's what I mean. He's he's more toward a younger audience. Definitely, because the games are very simplistic. They're not like they're not tough. I mean, the the, the Forgotten Isles was like towards the end of that game, man. Woo wee! It, it got tough, but you could dial back the, the difficulty if you had to. So, oh yeah, I would definitely say Kirby's Dream Land's probably easily one of my most played Game Boy games. Well, yeah. So that's pretty much it with our Nintendo theme this week. So with Nintendo being out of the way, let's get into our games of the week. So you this week were playing this game called Dreamscaper. And before yes. I let you get into it, after me and you discussing this game, like I you know what you were going to say and stuff, it makes me actually want to try and play this myself. So with that, go ahead. Go into you know what your thoughts were on Dreamscaper. So Dreamscaper is actually a really interesting game. I, It's got a lot of aspects to it that... I mean, it's a roguelite for one, but I mean, it's it's got dungeon crawler theme or like feel to it a little bit. It's got like that top down RPG kind of feel to it a little bit. So I mean, it's got it's got a lot of aspects going on going for it. It's pretty cool to be honest with you. And you you basically you 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 load into the game and you're kind of like this weird looking for anybody that's ever seen the movie Nine. Okay. They they are basically in the movie they they are like these little burlap little burlap like people that a scientist makes that he puts all his emotions into individual each one has its own emotion and then they come to life. Well, that's what the the person in 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 the world looks like. So when you look at it's really weird though. They don't have a face. Hmm. So I mean, it's kind of it's kind of weird. Like they look like a person that's like. Like that looked like a like a like a burlap sack almost. That's no face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you know you can go around and you can search the room and stuff like that, and then it tells you, "Hey, sleep." And then you go to sleep, and then it brings you into this other world, which is your dream world, and it's like night and day difference. Like you actually look like an actual person. You know. It's it's beautiful scenery. You know, there's a lot of whites and blues and reds, and it, it everything really pops out. Like the graphics look amazing, and basically, like you're like it, the way the level or the levels work is you kind of like there's like a room, and then you go through a portal, and it takes you to the next room. Okay. So now you were saying before, you, but I'm sorry to cut you off, but you were saying before that like the dungeon part is like a top down, so it's like Diablo. Yeah, yeah. Top down is like that. That that's the the top. You're looking down over over your character. Okay. So like, 
So, like, similar camera angle to Diablo. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. This way I, I get the visual. <laughs> so, like, you but like you could search the level and, you know, it gives you different directions you could go. Like, you can go to the like the, the, top, the, the gate that's in the top of the, the, the square or the right or down or to the left. And then you could pick which way you want to go, with, depending on whichever one's open or, you know, sometimes there'll be two. And you're like, okay, now which way should I go? And you just, you know keep going around and looking for upgrades and you fight enemies. You can do combo attacks, ranged attack. You can go around and there'll be like these crystals in the level and you can use bombs to break them and find items under them. Hmm. Stuff like that. It's pretty cool. You going to continue to play it? Uh, I, I may give it the old college trial, give it some more stick time, see if I like it. I mean, Roguelites tend to not be really my thing. Okay. You know, but I'm definitely, you know, I'll definitely give them a try here and there. Um, but I would definitely say this is definitely a game worth checking out if that's if that's your deal. I, it, it's it. Once you get past the little begin, the only thing that that's cool is there is a permadeath feature. What if you're in the dream world? Uh-huh. But any but any that you have up to that point outside of the dream world stays where you were. You don't you don't lose any progress there. You only learn. You only lose progress in the dream world yeah because it's roguelike yeah yep all right so okay so, so good yeah i like i said we, after you talking about it and like what you described it as i think i might give it a try yeah i don't, I don't know when i'm gonna get around to it but you know i gotta try and do it before it comes off a of game pass because then it's not free yeah uh, definitely i would give it a try so my game this week was neon abyss and neon abyss is like it's like your standard roguelike platformer so think of rogue legacy dead cells those kind of things. And you go into a dungeon, die in a dungeon, level up when you get back, and you dive back in. That's pretty much Dead. the the whole level thing. Dead Cells was almost my game of the week this week, which is funny. Dead Cells is a great game. It's 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 definitely worth trying. So they're coming out with the Castlevania DLC this coming up, right? So basically yeah. I couldn't really get into this game mainly because that the weaponry is not like swords and magic. It's guns and the amount of guns in the game is actually really cool for a 2d platformer but it's a twin stick shooter and for the life of me no matter how much i play these stupid games i just can't grasp the concept of a twin stick shooter whether it be an rpg shooting around in circles versus this is where you're shooting up and down there's no aiming it's just kind of aiming with the stick and i just suck (laughs) and so to, needless to say that like I, I couldn't really get into this game because of that aspect. I tried it. I got like I remember, two hours in and I'm like, I just can't do it. Well, I remember you saying you wanted to give the Ascent a try. And if you're not good at that kind of game, the, the, yeah, the, you're, you're, saying. Gonna, you're, you're not going to have fun with the Ascent, which is a shame because the Ascent is probably one of the best games I've played over the last two years. Well, maybe, you know, maybe I well, you, but you said that it's a little different because you have cover and like, there's ways to get around and get yeah, a hit. You, yeah, you can, you can the the ascent with the ascent, you can you can walk up to like a, a wall or like there's there'll be like you'll be in like a square and there'll be like a, a set piece in the middle of the level, like a, like a little floral, like a flower bed or whatever, and you can like walk up to it and like shoulder and shoot over top of it and stuff. Yeah, so it's a little oh. different, you know. But as for this game, right, so. What it does, it does exactly what it's set out to do. Like it, it's it's a good looking two D roguelike platformer. 
The roguelite aspects are spot on, like the whole going to different rooms, unlocking things, getting power-ups as you're going through. It's all like, you know, Hades, any of these games you've ever played, it's it's, it's sim- very similar. But that twin-stick shooter aspect, just I, I, I couldn't get into it. I, I just couldn't get into it for the life of me. So I kind of only played a couple hours, and I gave I gave it a pass. If you like Twin Sticks, or you're, you're actually well-versed in that, where you can actually control it pretty good, then if you like that in oh. Roguelikes, I would give this a recommendation, definitely. Sounds but if like you hate them like I do, mm-mm. Not. Sounds, like we need, sounds like we need to get you new thumbs. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I don't know why I just suck at it. I don't know why. I just do. You know, I'd rather, like, have the ability to... And they had jump as the trigger button, which I, I for the life of me didn't make any sense. So that is weird. But I guess it's because this way, if it's if it's the button that you have to press to jump, you can't shoot and jump at the same time. I guess I don't know, but I, I just couldn't get into it. It wasn't for me. So, other than your game of the week, what games did you play this week? I know I saw you uh, playing some Minecraft. Oh, uh, that was pretty much most of my week. I got I I go through these like phases where like. I'll get onto a game and I'll just I'll play it for like weeks at a time until I get bored with it and then I'll go to a different game kind of deal. I got back on a Minecraft kick. So the last like two weeks I've been playing a ton of Minecraft. So oh, okay. pretty much that pretty much Minecraft and and you know Dreamscaper are pretty much what I've been playing this week. All right, yeah. See for me I've been playing Saints Row because I can dink in and dink out of it because it, it, it's so like simple, like it's a Grand Theft Auto, but I haven't had much to with everyone being sick. It hasn't really. I've only got a couple hours in. I didn't. I haven't played Dead Space since the first week. I've been. That's a game I'm going to definitely finish. It's just finding a, a block of two to three hours because you want to progress a little further in the story every time, and you die a lot in the beginning of that game. I was playing that a lot. My usual roguelites like my Undermine, my Vampire Survivors, Rogue, like the, the Neon Abyss, which I'm not gonna get into it, and then. I'm helping my kids with Pokemon this week. They're they're really into this Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. I I don't think they realize like the, I, they're young, so they don't realize it. But I don't think they understand the concept of like what the actual game of Pokemon is. Like Nixon has like like four birds in his starting six. <laughs> they're all uh-huh. the same Pokemon, all of them, and they all uh, have the I'm- same move set. And he's like. Oh, he he has trouble beating like these gym trainers and stuff because they all have the same move set. So you go into it like you're like gonna get slaughtered, and then you have the ability to go online and like trade Pokemon with other people across the world. And uh-huh. because they don't have any concept of what like you know they just think they think they look cool, so they're like so Emerson will try to like trade like an Abra for like a Mewtwo, <laughs> and and obviously the person's not gonna go along with that, but she doesn't understand why because. Abra looks just as cool as Mewtwo, you know, and it's just, it's funny, but they're progressing pretty good. I mean, to be fair, Nixon is six. Yeah, no, but he has a lot of fun with it. He, he, they enjoy it immensely. Like Emerson's very proud. She's on her fifth gym trainer out of the eight. She's going for number five, her number, her fifth badge. Nixon completed his third badge this just today so they're 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 moving along slow and steady you know when they need help i'll help them get out of spots like if they ever need help with a special battle like the last time emerson needed help with the uh, the last gym trainer she was on and she just Uh, couldn't beat him and i'm like okay so then i explained to her i said look when you change your pokemon it tells you like what their attacks if it's like super effective not effective at all or effective he goes you want to look for something that's super effective because then you'll hit you'll kill him and you'll beat him in one or two hits 
so we 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 learned that and she did that and she started being able to like progress herself. Hold her own. Yeah. She still can't figure out how to fish in the game, which is the easiest thing in the world because it's just put the pole down and when the exclamation point shows up, you hit the button. <laughs> but they're really big into Pokemon. They're they're gonna they they want to beat Shining Pearl and, and Diamond, and then they asked if they can move on to Scarlet and Violet, which that's gonna be a trip and a half because that's a totally different way of playing Pokemon. But I, I do a lot of fishing in Minecraft. <laughs> oh well, yeah, you know. But it's nice because it, it it's bringing me back into Pokemon, and I haven't really played Pokemon in a while. So it, it just reminds me of when I was a kid, when I was her, not oh, when I was a little older, but when I was like 11 or 12, I want to say, is when Red and Blue came out. And it just reminds me, like her playing it and him playing it remind me of that. Like me, like I got to get them all. I have to figure out how to do this and that. And You want to be the best like no one ever was before. Yeah. Oh, and if I have to listen to that Pokemon theme song in the morning again, I swear to you, I might I might take the Alexa and just throw it out the window. Because every morning, it, it's we, we listen to that, the Pokey rap, and the Itsy Bitsy Spider. And those are the three songs that each kid picks, and they play it on, like, loop. Okay, at least Delaney's cute, because, like, she'll, like, try to, like, do, like, the, like, the, the whole, like, hand gestures to the Itsy Bitsy Spider. Uh-huh. But the other kids, I'm get, yeah, I'm I'm getting tired of like this this Pokemon theme song to the point where like I'm at work and I'm like I'm gonna be the very best <laughs> to catch them is my real quest to train them is my cause. <laughs> but that's pretty much it. Po- Pokemon took up a lot of my time this week helping them out, so it was, but it was fun. I I guess we can put Animal Crossing in the bin. Yeah, Animal Crossing hasn't, yeah. I did tell them that I'm going to go through my Switch games and try to, like, sell a handful of them because I, 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 I'm i just, you know, I'll, I'll go into that because when we go over what we're going to be playing this week, I'll go into why. But they're like, you're not going to sell Animal Crossing, are you? I'm like, no, nothing Nintendo-wise. Like, just, like, these third-party games but <laughs> that no one wants to play, like, that are still wrapped on my shelf here but i mean that was this week so what do you think you're gonna be playing next week other than oh yeah let's what, what, yeah let's go with the game oh just, sorry we'll go over what's our, what, what game did you pick for next week to play fee fee f-e as in like yes. iron <laughs> yeah the the, the the symbolic symbol for iron the the f-e like sure i haven't read a, per- a periodic table in forever so sure we'll go with, we'll go with whatever you said <laughs> okay. uh, but yeah basically it's a platformer and you play as a fox-like creature in a forest setting, and you are attempting to defend it from these people or these creatures or whatever they are called, the silent ones. And you go to the other creatures in the forest to try to get them to help you defeat the enemy along the way. From reading more about the game, basically, I guess you have different calls in the game, and it attracts different animals. And every animal that you, every different animal you attract has a different ability. And you, it's, it's almost like it's like a platformer puzzler. You need to attract a specific animal with a specific call to use a specific ability to navigate your way through the, 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 the level. Okay. That sounds cool. Uh, that, yeah. At least that's what I, that's what I read. It's like a puzzle kind of. aspect. Yeah, it's almost like a like a like a platformer puzzler kind of deal. Okay. It sounds really yeah, it sounds really interesting. 
I, I heard so. good things about this game. Like this came out for the I want to say it came out for the Switch. Uh-huh. And I heard good things. I've never played it, but I've heard really good things. Like a lot of people that I like I follow and like I listen to and talk gaming with are really thought it was a good game. So I think you're gonna enjoy it. Or maybe not, who knows? My next game of the week is Ghost Song. And like every week, I'm just going to go over the Game Pass description of this. This is also available on PC and the Switch, which I figured I had to make sure it was a game that's available on the Switch, which yours is too, because we had this Nintendo theme this week. So I didn't want to have a game that you couldn't play on Nintendo. On the desolate moon of Lorien, a long dormanted dead suit awakens from slumber. Armed with combat's ready memory, clear of purpose, but something new is stirring. Strike out beneath the surface in search of answers in Ghost Song, an atmospheric 2D adventure of self-discovery, ancient mysteries, and cosmic. Explore winding caverns lit only by bioluminescent flora, battle strange and powerful creatures, and acquire new abilities to help you unearth this alien world's long-buried secrets. Descend deep into the darkness, only then will you learn, or is it remember, the truth. It looks like it's just like a 2D Castlevania type game. Metroidvania, right? Isn't that what they call them? So Yeah, 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 sort of. Yeah. So I I'll get into this. I like those I like the 2D games. I'm not I'm big on those. Like I grew up on the Nintendo, so 2D is no big problem to me. The graphics look really good, which is nice for a 2D platformer. Graphics are not everything. Oh no, of course not. But you know, they, they do make it look nice. Oh yeah, I mean it definitely helps, but I mean it definitely isn't everything. No, no. You can have you can have a a game that's not graphically amazing and still be you know an amazing game. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I mean, and while playing that, like, see, so this week, like I was discussing with you earlier this week, I am on a quest to get a complete set of the Sega Master Systems games. So we shall see. There's 115 games that were released in the, in North America for the Master System. So, but I'm gonna. That's why I'm gonna sell some of my Switch stuff because I'm. It's gonna go to like kind of pay for my Sega Master stuff. But yeah. But I think that's what everyone are playing. Like this is, this is the end of the Nintendo filled episode. So, if you like what you hear, please like and subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends, neighbors, maybe even your mailman. You can follow us on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube at Very Average Gaming. Also join the Very Average Gaming group on Discord. And remember, like you, we're average too.